All right, welcome to a bonus episode of the Make America Garrett Again podcast, your cure for the mainstream media. This show is your safe space to talk about persuasion, politics, and the effect they have on your life and liberty. Welcome back. I didn't expect to be back with a new episode so soon. Um, This is just going to be a short one. I'm just going to call it a bonus episode. But I really dropped an episode this morning about good laws gone bad and a couple of things that Trump has done recently that even his critics didn't have much to say about and um, put forth a great episode there. I've already gotten some great feedback. Uh, downloads are even quicker than normal. They're rolling in really quickly this morning and uh, normally don't see that kind of feedback on the first day, but it's already moving. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, be sure to hop on there. Audio quality is not what I would like it to be. I've had the flu this week and just was not feeling good and um, just didn't sound the way that I had hoped that it would. But uh, nonetheless, it's there and there's a lot of good stuff. Be sure to check that out. But last night on the podcast's Facebook feed, I posted that the Democrat-led House of Representatives was voting to formally impeach Donald Trump. And that I would not be doing an episode about the impeachment because we already did an episode, episode 12 on impeachment. And there really wasn't anything new to talk about that had come up since then. It was a lot of the same old stuff, just a lot of uh, mountains made out of molehills. And there really wasn't anything new to talk about. So we weren't going to waste our time with it because it was just media noise. However, as soon as I posted that, I started to get word that Nancy Pelosi was implying that she may actually hold off on sending the articles of impeachment to the Senate, that she may not send it to the Senate for Donald Trump to be tried in the Senate uh, to be removed from office. So we're going to talk in just a couple minutes about what that means. Um, But I also was going to mention a couple of things that Chrisanne Hall brought up on one of her podcasts. This was also from October. I'll link to her show in my show notes here. So if you want to listen to that episode, you're welcome to go back and um, check that out. But I was just going to give you a quick summary of that because there are um, the Facebook feed and the Twitter feed is just an absolute dumpster fire, um, which honestly I love. I enjoy. Those are those are good things. And a lot of that misinformation out there gives me great material, gives me something to talk about with you so that you can take those things to your friends and your family and your social media and um, just explain to those people calmly and eloquently how full of crap uh, a lot of them are. So Christian Hall talked about the top four myths of impeachment. And uh, I just wanted to kind of go over those really quickly before we talk about Nancy Pelosi, just so that just so that we have our facts straight as we potentially move forward in this whole impeachment thing. So um, who is impeachment for? Impeachment is for the president, vice president and all civil officers. That means basically anybody working for the government can be impeached. It is not just for the president. The president is not the only person who can be impeached. And there can be an impeachment conviction for treason, bribery, and other high crimes and misdemeanors. So this is a definition that is intentionally left to be kind of vague because um, our founding fathers wanted the government to to kind of fear the people. They wanted the government to be at the mercy of the people. They understood that government has a tendency to grow and that government almost always grants itself more power to do more things than it was originally intended to do. So they wanted to make it relatively easy 
to come up with reasons why someone might need to be removed from office. Now, obviously, it takes plenty of votes to get them actually removed, but they wanted to make sure that there was at least a little bit of a blank check um, to give reason to impeach them if the people seemed to see it necessary. So um, under the the same section, um, under one of the same sections in the Constitution that talks about impeachment, uh, it also says that judges are to hold their office during good behavior. And that's in quotes. It needs to be in good behavior. Um, So there is a common myth kind of floating around that uh, judges, federal judges, receive a lifetime appointment. And Supreme Court judges have a lifetime appointment. And that is not necessarily true. Uh, Instead, this good behavior actually implies that they are to follow the laws, that they are to to judge the laws and hand down um, their rulings and opinions in a way that is in line with the Constitution. And our founding fathers every bit intended for us to remove bad judges and remove judges who make um, bad decisions and try to set bad precedents because they understood that the, the judges were a huge, huge threat to our republic um, that they had designed. So we were never meant to kind of get into this era that we're in now where uh, where judicial supremacy reigns and uh, the word of a judge is final and there's nothing you can do about it and that judge is here forever. That's not the way that it was meant to be. So let's go through her uh, top four myths of impeachment. These are from October. So um, um, now she lists the top four myths of impeachment. It's really kind of like two and a half because one of them just doesn't apply anymore. And um, then the other, there's kind of two rolled into one here, but let's talk about it. So uh, a lot of the uh, Democrats in the House are saying that Donald Trump does not have the right to confront the witnesses against him. So if you remember, there's an FBI whistleblower. We think that we know who it is, but they won't say for sure that this is who it was. And, and he comes in and he says that he heard somebody who heard somebody who talked, heard Donald Trump's conversation with Ukraine. And we get into all this mess uh, about a quid pro quo and all of that. But we're not able to challenge the intent of the witness. We're not out able to challenge the witness to, to grill them to find out what they really knew or anything like that. And the Democrats, the intelligence community are doing everything they can um, to, to keep his identity quiet and to make sure that, that he's not challenged or harassed or cross-examined in any way. And what they are saying is that this is okay for them to do because, one, he's a whistleblower, which uh, we've talked about this before. Uh, whistleblower protects you from retaliation for calling someone out on on what you believe is an abuse of power. It does not protect you from having your name set. Your name helps verify that you know what you're talking about and that you are in a position to call these people out for their misdeeds. So to say that Donald Trump doesn't have the right to confront the witnesses against him, it's just wrong. And one of the reasons that they'll try to kind of say this is, well, it's not a criminal trial. It's just impeachment. You know, you're not trying to send Trump to jail. You're just trying to remove him from office. And because of that, then the Sixth Amendment doesn't apply to um, to Trump and he doesn't have a right to due process. Well, the problem with that is if if the government can develop a system in which due process doesn't apply, then due process is effectively dead because they could always make up a procedure to get around due process. So, you know, they if they didn't have the, the evidence to put you away for, you know, a murder that they said you committed, but 
they just made up a new rule where if, if you happen to do something else the wrong way, they could put you away for life, then that would kind of defeat the purpose of them having to go after you for murder, right? And that's kind of what Chris Ann Hall is saying here is that, you know, you're going after Donald Trump. You're, you're trying to get a conviction under the impeachment. That's the word used in the Constitution, which means that there needs to be due process. And more importantly, if the president doesn't have the right to due process, um, then none of us do. You know, the point of recognizing the rights um, that are allowed to us and, and the government is not allowed to take away is so that government cannot violate those rights, that it is completely enumerated in the Constitution what the government is and isn't allowed to do. And if you want to try to say that due process doesn't count in one instance, then it's really quickly, it becomes a very slippery slope to say that due process doesn't exist at all. So the number one uh, myth of impeachment is that Donald Trump doesn't have the right to confront the witnesses against him. Um, he does. And if this goes to the Senate, um, they're going to make it a point to, to try to examine those witnesses. Um, and then number three is very similar to the first one, um, just involves the loss of due process altogether. Um, Donald Trump would have the same rights here that anybody else would have in a criminal trial. His uh, attorneys and, and the people working for him would have the, the right to view the evidence against him. They can't just say, um, the same way that they did with Russiagate, you know, well, it's bad and it's obvious. And, and that's all we really know about it. Well, if it's bad and obvious, let us know what it is. Well, we can't tell you what it is because of security concerns, but it's it's really bad and it's really obviously bad that it happened. And, and that's all we know. And so when you're talking about this impeachment and all of this stuff with Ukraine, all of that evidence is going to have to be brought into light. You can't just say that it's bad. You can't just say that it's obvious. You can't just say that the whistleblower heard from somebody who heard from somebody that this is what's going on, that no, we need to be able to see what's going on and, and bring that into light. And Donald Trump and his people will have a right to see those things and address those things as well. So they have those same rights under due process because, again, it's not necessarily a criminal trial that's going to send him to jail, but it is in the sense that he has all of the same rights um, as far as the Sixth Amendment and those kind of things are concerned. Uh, the other, I don't want to say most important, but um, one thing that's floating around on Facebook, and I haven't seen it a whole lot. I've seen it once, um, but apparently a lot of people emailed and messaged Chris Ann Hall and asked her about this. Um, there is a rumor going around that if Donald Trump is impeached by the House, but the Senate does not remove him from office, um, that he will get to run for two more uninterrupted presidential terms if that impeachment fails. This is hilariously bad. No, that, that's not how that works. Uh, I don't know who started this. Um, one of the things that I saw credited to the Supreme Court, that the Supreme Court made this decision, and um, if this were true, Bill Clinton could have run for two more terms in the years 2000 and 2004, and he could have been president for a total of 16 years, which, uh, as we all know, did not happen, probably wasn't even talked about. I don't know where this started, who made this up, but it is absolutely not true in any way. And um, nobody has asked me about this. Like I said, I just saw it in one place. But if you do happen to hear that or do see that come up, um, it's just not true. 
you know, if that were the case, maybe Donald Trump could do something every four to eight years to to maybe get himself impeached and exonerated. And, um, you know, especially if he had a Senate who had the, the same party as him and they could exonerate him once every four to six years and, and he could probably effectively be president forever. I mean, you see how quickly uh, that that just turns into absolute lunacy. And then the final impeachment myth, which is no longer accurate to this particular situation, um, there was no impeachment proceeding for a long time. Just because the the Democrat House was looking into impeachment did not mean that he had been impeached, did not mean that he was is being removed from office or anything like that. Um, as you probably know, but just so that we can be clear here, the House of Representatives decides to impeach the president. Now, being impeached does not mean that he's being removed from office. It means that he has been charged with impeachment. It's like you being charged with a crime. It doesn't mean that you are going to jail, but it does mean that you're going to have to go to court to defend yourself for it. Now, after the House votes to impeach the president, they are to send those articles of impeachment. Those articles of impeachment basically just spell out what high crimes and misdemeanors he is guilty of. And the Senate at that point will basically hold the court and they will do their due process. And at the end of that, the Senate will vote whether or not to remove him from office. Um, and I believe there has to be a two-thirds majority vote in order to remove him from office. So at this point, Trump has been impeached. That does not mean that Mike Pence is now your president. It simply means that it is supposed to go to the Senate, and the Senate right now is majority Republican, and most of them have made it clear, um, just as, as the Republicans in the House made it clear, um, that none of them think that Donald Trump has done anything that is worthy of removing him from office. So the Republicans are basically threatening to, to just laugh this out of the room and that it's, it's going to become a non-issue pretty quickly. So here is the curveball that got me to record this quick little podcast here. Nancy Pelosi has said that she is not necessarily going to send the articles of impeachment to the Senate right away. So Nancy Pelosi is the Speaker of the House, right? And she said for a long time that she did not want to impeach Donald Trump. Nancy Pelosi, as much as conservatives hate her, and um, you know, as much as your hardcore Trump fans hate her guts because she's she's going after their dear leader, Nancy Pelosi is a pretty intelligent woman, and she understands strategy, and she's been at this for a long time. So first of all, she knows that there's not anything good to impeach Donald Trump on. There's nothing that they can remove him from office over. The only thing that if they really wanted to remove him from office, and this is strictly my opinion, strictly from my point of view, is you could go after him for war crimes. He absolutely is guilty of a lot of atrocities um, that's been done through our military. And um, the problem with that is you would also be dragging in every other president before him, um, probably all the way back to Woodrow Wilson. So they don't want to open that can of worms. They like using the military uh, to throw their weight around. They, they don't mind killing innocent people. And so that's not a concern to them. So aside from that... You don't have a lot that you're going to be able to impeach Donald Trump over and remove him from office. So she did not want to get into this because she knew that they would lose. And she also knew that 
Trump's strongest punch is his counterpunch. The best, the time that Trump is at his best is when someone's going after him and he is able to fight back. And so she knew that going after Trump, not only would they lose in impeachment, but that it would only make him stronger and it would only rally his base more and get them to pull more passionately behind him. So Nancy Pelosi kept putting it off. No, no, no. It's not time to impeach yet. Uh, I don't think we're ready to impeach. I don't think it's a wise thing to do. But people like the squad and others on the far left and really even just the leading from the corporate media, the CNNs and the MSNBCs of the world, they really got the people demanding impeachment. And it became such a loud cry that he has to be removed from office, uh, and that's the only way that they can do it. And I think what happened was that they basically got Nancy Pelosi to be so afraid of losing her own votes and losing her own seat that she felt like she had to go through with this impeachment um, because it was going to cost her her job if she didn't. So now they go through this, they impeach him. She drags her feet as long as she possibly can to make this last as long as possible. And, um, you know, first they looked into impeachment and they made a committee that was looking into looking into impeachment. And uh, they waited and they waited and they waited. And finally, as of last night, they have voted and they have impeached him. So now he's been impeached and she is supposed to, as the Speaker of the House, send the articles of impeachment to the Senate so that they can try him. Now, what she's saying here is that she's not going to do that because it won't be fair. And I've talked before about the word fair. And the word fair is a really, it's almost like a magic word. And I, I talked before about Donald Trump using this word. When you say fair, it tunes other people in to really believe in you when you say it. They believe that you want to be fair. And, and it kind of causes them to let their guard down and it causes them to trust you a little bit. So by using this word fair, it hopefully gives her a little bit of credibility with the people she's talking to, especially her people who are probably going to believe her and then anybody in the middle who might be able to be swayed by this one way or the other. And she says that the the Senate, the Republican Senate, is not going to give him a fair look at impeachment, that instead they're just going to exonerate him um, because they just want to cover for him. So she's not going to send the articles of impeachment until she can be sure that he's going to receive a fair trial of impeachment. So why is she doing it like this? Well, first of all, the Democrats are able to, are able to claim victory here. Um, they'll be able to say that they impeached Trump, which has happened very few times in history, which puts him on a very short list of very controversial presidents. But then by saying that they're waiting for a fair trial, that leaves this kind of hanging over their head going into this election year. And now not only is the president up for election, but there are senators up for election and they can hope to flip the Senate from Republican to Democrat during the November 2020 election. And then, if they win, she'll be able to drop in those articles of impeachment, and hopefully they can try to impeach him with a Democrat-majority Senate. That would be one option she would have. The other thing would be, if they were to hand this impeachment over to a Republican-led Senate right now, um, which is still an option. I mean, there's a long way until November. A lot of this could happen. A lot of, this, a lot of things can happen. A lot of this could change, but this is the way I see it right now. If they give it to a Republican-led Senate and the Senate um, votes not to remove Donald Trump from office, as we would all expect them to do because it, it's pretty obvious where everyone sits on this thing, then they get to say 
that Donald Trump was exonerated. Just in the same way that if you go to a criminal trial and they declare you not guilty, you get to say that you were exonerated. And from there on out, that there is proof built into that that you are not guilty of the crime that they accused you of. And so by the Republican Senate voting not to remove him from office, that gives him exoneration. It gives him the ability to say, yes, I was impeached. Yes, I fought it. Yes, I won. And I'm going to win again at everything I do uh, against the Democrats. And so they don't want to allow that opportunity to be given. So by them simply holding on to this and holding it over the Senate's head without actually giving it to them, it gives them a chance to hold on to their victory, but not to have to trade that victory out for a loss in the next step of due process. And perhaps, like I said, if they're able to flip the Senate in the next election, assuming that Donald Trump wins, but they are able to take control of the Senate, then perhaps they would be able to drop in that impeachment afterward at a time where their votes might be a little bit more favorable. And then you also just got to keep in mind that um, a, a lot of the wrong people are after him. A lot of different things could happen between now and then. We talked before about even how uh, they considered having the Electoral College change their votes to to vote for Hillary in 2016, even after Donald Trump had won the election and um, that Barack Obama had put a stop to that. So there's no telling if maybe something like that even wouldn't happen again. So there are plenty of things that could change between now and then. But most importantly, um, I just wanted to explain what impeachment meant and just to make sure that we were all clear on what the steps are and where we're going with that. And that uh, Nancy Pelosi's strategy here is actually very smart and it buys them some time to try to um, gather themselves and to try to, to pick their battles a little bit and decide where they want to go from here. And um, there's nothing constitutionally that says that she has to give them the articles of impeachment. She can say that she's getting around to it or that she's not ready to do it yet. Um, but it just means that he will not be removed from office or that that process will not move forward until she moves forward with it. So I think this is a really smart move uh, as far as strategy is concerned. It's a very smart strategic move from her and um, whoever's working with her. I'm not sure exactly whose idea that was, but she's doing a good job with that. And I just wanted to explain what that meant and why she's doing it. And um, I don't know if you're anything like me, just enjoy the chaos and the fighting and all of that going on in your newsfeed um, because it is bringing out the absolute worst in everybody. And I love it. So thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode. Hopefully the sound quality turns out all right. And hopefully I sound a little bit better as I'm recovering from this sickness. So thank you so much for listening, especially if you listen to two episodes in one day because um, was not expecting to release this one. But until we talk again, thank you so much and stay kind, stay vigilant, stay free. Get out of here.